Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash acast. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Come on. Which one of you did that, Prancer? So unprofessional. Welcome to Syndicate, a film and TV podcast. From our screens to your watch list, we gather to share and discuss your next favorite. Join us as we want you to spend less time scrolling and more time watching. And now, here's your host, Armand Haddad. Aaron, Ali, we're back again. This time in person, so that we're doing the third Christmas special right now, and we're finally doing this in person. Oh my god! How does it feel? Surreal. Surreal. Yeah. It does, but it there's no mean, rectangle around our heads. Yeah, I didn't think you guys were actually real. I thought you were two D. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. That's what the pandemic. Well, I, does. I did meet you, but yes. like you were just two D for a long time. Yeah. I was two yeah. D for a long time. Yeah, for all I know, you could have been an AI. <laughs> yeah. I get that a lot. Your AI best friend. Yeah, AI generated. Mm-hmm. You played around with Chat GPT yet? It's wild. What? Chat GPT? I don't know what that is. Uh, th- this is an after podcast discussion, <laughs> but you could basically just like ask it anything, and it can like either like summarize information or like brainstorm for you. What? Um, to give you an example, someone used it to write, asked it to write a Drake verse about how much he hates beans and chili. No, and it actually did a pretty good job. And then he used um, beans. Yeah, and then, then beans he, and what? Chili. Beans and chili. How much he hates beans. And then uh, last name chili, first name beans. He used a different thing to like. He copy pasted the lyrics into something else to like synthesize Drake's voice. And he basically just like made his own Drake track. No. Yeah. The future is now. Oh my <laughs> god. Yeah. Are they going to automate podcasts now? Probably. Are we going to be AI generated? People? I mean, Adobe Podcasts, they have this thing now where you can just give it like crappy audio and it'll make it sound like it's pristine. Shut up. It's What's the point of wild. knowing anything about audio engineering? Because nothing matters anymore. Oh Armand. my God. You know, it's the same thing with like artwork now because like AI is oh. creating artwork now. Yeah. That, and it's like, oh, what's the point of artists? Blood. No. It pisses me off too. They can't draw hands though. 
No, they That's can't. That's true. It keeps forgetting how many fingers people Or the have. eyeballs are always messed up. They're like yeah. lazy eye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why I don't think AI is going to like threaten artists per se. We're going to get a lot of cheap shit. Um, but it's it's going to become a tool like anything else. Yeah. Although one day you'll probably be able to just type in a prompt for whatever movie you want to watch and it'll just spit out a movie with whatever actors you want. Yeah. We don't even need directors or studios anymore. It'll just be like, <laughs> there you go. And speaking of that, so we gathered around today because we all saw Violent Night. An ex- AI generated movie. Except Allie. I'm waiting for the AI version. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, I was just lay, lay it so down. Lay it down. okay. I was so excited that we were in person for the first time. Yeah. So my brain just added information that wasn't there. Like it was just <laughs> like, oh my god, we're in person. Like nature yeah. is healing. We're gonna do this all together. We're gonna see the movie <laughs> together. I don't know. My ADHD was rampant this last week. And oh dear. So yeah, you're gonna give the elevator pitches to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ellie was like, okay, where are we gonna watch the movie? Is it streaming? Are we gonna go to the theaters? I'm like. What? <laughs> I have never been so unprepared in my life. And I just, I can see myself outside of my body right now. I'm having an out-of-body experience. You're like watching I, yourself? Yes. It's like I, I'm in the corner right there. And it's like I'm dying right now. Like I'm, I'm in the all, metaverse. Yes. Like, oh my God, how could I screw up? So you know, bad? at work this week, we're having one of the meetings where like the data team gives out like the analytic data to like the whole team. And, like, we start the Zoom call, and, like, a couple beats pass, and the person on the analytic team was like, oh, um, I'm not, I don't have anything prepared. Just give me five minutes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, this oh, is my no. worst nightmare for me. Oh, but no. I'm just secondhand embarrassed, right? I'm not saying I'm secondhand embarrassed. He's secondhand Haley. embarrassed. He 100% I'm not, is. I'm not. <laughs> he is. This is going to be an awesome podcast, because it would have been like, oh, we all saw the movie. But you didn't see the movie. Didn't. So that's a very dynamic situation you're in right now. You know, I just wanted to keep you on your toes. <laughs> I'm definitely on my toes. We're counting on you because you need to, like, interject out-of-context questions. <laughs> okay. Because we're going to be having a discussion about the movie you have no context for. So that's where all oh. the interesting material is going to come from. Oh, I'm great at that. <laughs> I'm annoying with that. This will be fun. <laughs> so let's get the ball rolling. Okay. So, Allie... You were interested in this movie because we have David Harbour, a.k.a. Hopper, from Stranger Things, mm-hmm. playing Santa Claus. Yes. I thought he was from Bugs Life. He's from Bugs Life? Hopper. Oh, my God. <laughs> For a second, I was like, what? Was he a voice in that? These are the jokes. I was like, wow, he's been in my life since the beginning. <laughs> so, no, David Harbour, like, what? Do you think he is, like, a good Santa in your eyes? Like, what drew you towards, like, I want to watch Violent Night because David Harbour's in it. And he's playing Santa Claus. Um, from Stranger Things, like he's, I said earlier, he's daddy. Now he's granddaddy. <laughs> but like, he is like, to L. Amen. <laughs> to L, he's just like this great father, like ride or die, will do anything for her. And that like love and compassion, that definitely translates to like what you would want in the like, I don't know, Americanized Santa, like this guy looking out for you, just yes. like, no matter what, like if you're not or nice, but like, the other day it's like, it's for the kids. I don't know. It translates very well. So it felt like, okay. I don't know, but like then when you think of it on the flip side, like, is that a typecast, whatever? But it's just like, if it's, if it's what we've seen of him. So it, it's a good translation to get people to want to see it. I didn't even think of it like that because like when I saw the trailer for this movie, I was like, oh my God, I never would have expected David Harbour Hopper as Santa. But the way you put it right now, it's like, oh, that makes sense. He's like the father to L. He's the father to all these 
uh, Goonies <laughs> level kids. Oh, it's really interesting. I was having a conversation with my boyfriend because how we watch media is totally different where he like likes the action stuff and likes to see where things go. But I'm definitely more drawn to characters and their motives and how they develop. So I feel like, yeah, I have a very different angle. Action versus the story. Mm-hmm. And in this movie, we got a lot of action because Santa, Aaron, is a badass. Yes. Because like, in case you forgot, he is granddaddy, but he also can hold his own in a fist fight. Yeah, you you mentioned like this seemed like a jump uh for you for uh David Harbour. Yeah. Um honestly it made pretty good sense to me because we've already seen him as a as a red wearing action hero in uh You're right. Black Swan 2 Black Widow. Black Widow. <laughs> he was yeah. uh, oh, was what Black was his Widow? name? What? He was in Black Widow. He was he, like the Captain America wannabe but from Russia. Yeah. He was he's like, like the fat and out of shape. <laughs> because back in the day he was like Captain America cuts like powerful and then for the Soviets. Yes. And then he got like out of shape. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'm still strong. And he, like tries to put on the suit and it doesn't fit him. Yeah. What was his name? Mr. Incredible. No. <laughs> yeah. It's, same red, idea. it's read something. But anyway, it doesn't matter. That movie sucks. But, but, even, <laughs> oh, but even like Stranger Things, he's like fighting through Russia. Like he's still, yeah. he's still action. But I don't, I don't, I guess like my, my jump was like, a badass Santa Claus. Because uh, you think of like Santa's like, ho, 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 a jolly guy brings you presents. You don't picture him with like a sledgehammer. I don't bashing know. Bashing people's heads in. Well, okay, but like if Santa's like this kid's naughty, he's got an attitude. I don't know. Like, I don't know really nice people are like, F well, you, kid, you know? Well, that's the Krampus elements. Because you have like mm. the good Santa and then you got Krampus in this movie. Let's just put them all in one person. <laughs> all right, all right. Give me okay. that. Okay. Um, did you see Fat Man last year? I was going to suggest it for this year. Okay. But I didn't want to give Mel Gibson any money. <laughs> and this <laughs> came fair. out, and I was like, okay, let's do the new one. Okay. Because uh, I did see it. You and saw it? Yeah. Uh, there's some interesting, maybe we'll bring it up later, but there's some interesting differences in tone between the two movies. Mm, okay. Um, but they have the, basically the same premise. Like, this ain't your granddaddy's Santa this ain't bad Santa. <laughs> this is badass Santa. <laughs> so so uh, it's interesting how we get like kind of two different perspectives on that idea. Because like I wanted to su- I wanted to suggest Fat Man because like we did Gremlins, uh, comedy horror. Mm-hmm. We did Krampus. I guess a comedy horror, more of a horror movie. Yeah. And then I gave you guys three options, and you gravitate towards Violent Night. Mm-hmm. You're like enough with the horror. Let's do action. <laughs> I'm like okay. Do something else. Yeah. Is is action not horrifying to you guys sometimes? Like I think I think people getting hurt is like scary to me. <laughs> in real life, but in movies, yeah, <laughs> it's exciting or hilarious because Aww. it's so much fun. Jan, <laughs> get it? Uh, okay, so Aaron, I'm going to ask you. Mm-hmm. I would describe this movie as the rated R Home Alone meets Die Hard. Is that a fair tagline for this? Hmm. It would be if there's more Home Alone stuff to it. Okay. I felt like it was mostly Die Hard, and then they had like one scene of Home Alone stuff, and then they moved on moved on back to Die Hard. Okay. So, Aaron, I need you to do something for me. Oh, no. So, since Allie didn't watch the movie. I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I would like you to pitch the movie to the listener and also to Allie. Okay. <laughs> who didn't watch the movie. 
Because, like, I'm already sold because of David. So, like, yeah, why else? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> why should she watch the movie? <laughs> what other reason do you need? Or <laughs> <laughs> he's daddy, you know? <laughs> Go. Okay, so you're a fan of David Harbour. You want to see him just beat up dudes, kill them, smash them, <laughs> stick them in a stew? Well, here you go. This is the movie you've been waiting for. Uh, there is a wealthy, connected family in Connecticut, because of course, and mom's about to kick the bucket. So every, all the kids are fighting over the inheritance. Turns out she has a ton of money from uh, dubious origin from the American government Yes, uh, due to the war in the Middle East. And yep. there is a mercenary team out to get it. So they kind of take over the house, take everybody hostage, start cracking the vault. And once you know it, it's Christmas Eve. So Santa shows up, and through a series of hilarious hijinks, he ends up trapped there without his reindeer, without his sled, and with a very bad attitude. <laughs> so it's up to him to try to save the family, save the little girl, and ultimately save Christmas. You did a great job. You had me at hilarious hijinks. <laughs> like, my ears perked up. Like, ooh. Yep. <laughs> ooh, hilarious, you say. We'll get into that. So let's get into the movie. So we have, so you mentioned this affluent family, the Lightstone family, and there's a lot of dynamics going on with this family. And like you said, they have a lot of money by the military industrial complex. I guess they're war profiteers. Yeah. They own a company that supplies weaponry for the United States government. It wasn't really made clear, and ultimately I don't think it matters. doesn't matter. But They got money. They had to explain how they came up with $300 million, and it was basically ascribed to the fog of war, where, they like, stole money. you know, there's profiteering to be had in wartime, and uh, between everything going on and the... I just assume if you say war government, it's all illegal. <laughs> <laughs> That's the spirit. Yeah, so... In, in all that mess, $300 million disappeared and was siphoned into this family's coffers. That's right. It's a nice word. Coffers? Yeah, coffers. Yeah. yeah. I picture, like, throwing change on a coffin. Yeah. It's like, Something like that. There you go. But, guys, before we go any further, I want to make a toast. Since oh. we're doing this in person. Yes. So let's partake. For the last time. Yes. For, <laughs> one last time. Oh, God, I'm getting kicked out. <laughs> I only didn't watch the movie. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. Ooh, oh, that's nice clean. Salud. Yeah. yeah, this makes me feel warm inside. Oh, that's some pre-war shit right mm. there. Some primo. Thank you, Santa. <clears throat> so as Santa, so this movie opens with like this bad Santa character, David Harbour, and he's like in this bar getting drunk and like he's with like the other mall Santas. Yeah. <laughs> And they're like, oh, man, you just get off work? And he's like, just getting started. <laughs> I'm on break. He's getting drunk. He's getting drunk. That, oh, my God. I want to, do you know who the scriptwriter is? Because that's, that's hilarious. That's a beautiful scene to set it in. Just like Santa could go out in public and just have a normal life because all mall Santas are out. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was a pretty clever idea. It was. Pull it up, Aaron. Pull it up, Jamie. Um... Yeah, because, and, you know, he starts talking about, like, his line of work, but he's actually Santa Claus. So he's saying everything literally, yes. and everybody else is taking it a different way. They think, it, like, hilarious. he's, like, making a joke about it, like, oh, he's he's still in character. Yeah, you better not be driving home. 
<laughs> oh, I don't really drive. I just turn a little here and there on the sleigh. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, writers were Pat Casey and Josh Miller. Okay. Nice. I never heard of them. Nope. <laughs> they is, did a great job with this movie, though. Uh, let's see. Pat Casey wrote Sonic the Hedgehog and Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Oh, my God. As well as 12 Deadly Days. Oh, I don't know that one. <laughs> That's for next um, year. It's a YouTube Red exclusive, so oh, that should give you some idea. Does that and exist? Does it exist still? Josh, it's called YouTube Premium now. Uh. Josh Miller was also the writer for Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and 12 Deadly Days. So they're a team. Wow. Okay. I guess Sonic is good. Maybe. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. But like, it must be good it. if it got a sequel. Well, I mean, that's not always true. However, <laughs> they did... I, they didn't make the first Sonic design, and then they they changed it, and yes. then it was popular. So yes. they listened to feedback then, so they got to be kind. Well, they didn't do that. Never mind. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Might have been the animators. I don't yeah. think it was their idea to make him look like a furry. Yeah, that was that was. Some, I think that's insulting to the furry community. That was some weird Just studio executive decision. Why would they do that? What was the, with the teeth? Was it trying to make make it look realistic? Did you, you s- usually because. It's some studio executive who like just came in and like just got ownership of that division of the company. He wants and to make his mark. Yeah, he got, he got an idea from the got an idea from the good idea fairy, and it's more about being seen making a change or a difference in some yeah. way rather than it actually being a good idea. Did you see um, what was it the the Rescue Ranger one thing that came out? The Rescuers. It wasn't the Rescue Rangers, but it was those Chippendale. The Chippendale movie? What was it? Yes. With Andy Samberg? Yeah. Because they had the ugly Sonic. <laughs> yeah. They, they played a cameo. No. Yeah. yeah. He's like a, like a has-been celebrity, and he's what? like signing autographs at like a convention booth. Oh, my it's, God. It's a, it was fun. See that movie. It is way better than it has any Chip right to be. Chippendale Rescue Rangers? Yes. It's way funnier and way better than it has any right to be. It kind of like, oh my God. I got a lot of like Roger Rabbit vibes. Like really? it, it felt like, yeah, it kind of felt like old school fun. But it's, like, oh especially if you're a fan of animation, like yeah. there's a ton of in jokes with that. So mm-hmm. yeah, if that tickles your fancy, go see it. I've been tickled. Mm. I got to watch it now because like it makes sense. It's like they modeled that model. Yep. Got to use it somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Just rig it up. Get there you go. Done. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. I never would have imagined. But getting back to the movie. So. <laughs> Sorry. The Andy Samberg died hard. We're back. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're back. We have a Santa that's. What I love about that opening scene. Sorry, Allie. We're going to spoil it for you. And to everyone listening, you probably saw it already. We're going to spoil it. My favorite scene in that opening clip was so like he's like drunk santa is drunk he's disillusioned disenchanted by christmas he even says fuck these kids fuck these kids (laughs) all they want are video games and he's like this is probably gonna be my last christmas and like the mall people mall santa's like no don't say that man don't do it (laughs) yep so then he goes he's like well all right i'm gonna go off to the roof Get my ride, and then the bar keeps like, what? what? No, <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. Oh, God, I have to get this crazy person off the roof. No one's allowed up there. Lo and behold, it's Santa. He has a sleigh, reindeers, and like this old lady barkeep was like, oh my God, you are real. And as he flies away, he gets sick and throws up all over the woman. <laughs> oh no. 
Do they establish a Santa lore in here? Like, is he just thousands of years old, or is it like a family thing well, passed on to generation? Am I getting ahead funny of that you have? <laughs> Aaron, would you like to take it away? Sure, that's a good. Answer. Um, we're, we're going into Santa. yeah, yeah, yeah. So this comes up later in the movie, but okay. uh, he has flashbacks to when he was a Viking, uh-huh. which is probably one of many lifetimes that he's had. It's not really made clear, mm. um, but you know he used to be bad, but now he's good, and uh, a lot of it is kind of hand waved away. Where and this is actually an interesting part of the story, or at least that I found uh, to be interesting. Um, he th- there are multiple references to Christmas magic, and Santa himself does not understand how it works. He's just like along for the ride, right. so. Uh, for example, there he has this ability where he can like magically go in and out of chimneys without like getting stuck or hurt or whatever. He just kind of transforms into dust, goes up or down the chimney, and there and he has like this magic bag that he just it's kind of like an empty bag, but he just kind of reaches in and then a gift comes out. This is just a bag of holding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, and you know people ask him like, how does this work? And he's just like. Christmas magic. I don't know how it works. <laughs> so he, he's very much a, a reluctant to be in the role of Santa, um, but he's just kind of taken it as his life's calling. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Which is an interesting take on the lore, I think. It is an interesting take because I've never – because like if you go like historic, like who actually is Santa? It was like this man, uh, St. Nicholas. Chris mm-hmm. Pringle or something? I don't know. Is that something else? That's from Miracle on 34th Street? No, okay. that's from the um, – the Year Without a Santa Claus or um, Santa Claus is Coming to Town? One of the claymation ones. Oh. Really? Yeah. That's where it comes from. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Because doesn't Miracle on 34th Street predate the the claymation Rudolph movies? You might be right, but I could have sworn it was the claymation ones that like established that lore. Because the claymation ones are like 50s, Rankin 60s. Bass. Yes. Yep. And Miracle on 34th Street, I think, came out in the 40s. It was black okay. and white. It was you might like, be right, yeah. It was around the It's a Wonderful Life. Every time a bell rings. <laughs> yeah, I, do they mention Chris, Chris Kringle? Chris Kringle. Chris Pringle? <laughs> yeah. Mr. Uh, uh, Christopher Pringle is in Miracle on 34th Street because I was like I think his, it's just the German way to say his name. Chris Kringle. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, okay, so let's okay, let's break it down. Okay. Speaking of lore, because oh my god, hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah, I'm, you guys. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna lay it out. Okay, because first with Santa Claus, Saint Nicholas, Saint Nicklaus, Saint, Saint Nicklaus, Santa Claus, mm-hmm. and then Chris Kringle, Chris Kindle Market. Yeah. Chris Kindle, Chris Kringle. Yeah. There you go. Alan, it all what came you got? from Germany. <laughs> What do you got? What do you got, Allie? Oh, no. I was just, right? you were telling me earlier a little bit about the plot and you said German. And then I was like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Brain blast. Yep. And there's actually a scene in the movie where John Leguizamo, Luigi himself, yes. asks him, like, who he is. Charlie and Day. <laughs> he, and he, like, lists off all the names for Santa Claus, like, around the world. Yes. Uh, so there's, like, a, Noel. there's, like, a Chinese name. Yes. Um, and he lists, like, uh, Chris Kringle, mm-hmm. Saint Nick, Saint all that. Nick. So he's like, many people call me many different names. So he's kind of this like eternal kind of mystical being. And it's not really clear like how mortal he is. So he's a god. Santa's a god. Kind of. Little G. Little G. I still yeah. think, because he can get hurt. Yeah. So he's not 
He gets well, fucked up in this movie. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? That's one of you my. Know pro- what I mean? That, I that's one knows. of my problems. That's one of my problems with the movie. What they don't, they don't make the rules clear enough about like what he can and can't do. But uh, that's where the tension comes from. Well, because it's like, oh my god, am I going to watch Santa get killed? But with, I think a, a good magic movie, you need to have like a kind of a set of established rules. Like that's, I don't know, like not like Harry Potter is like fantastic but there is kind of rule systems like when you do that your your magic is going to thrive in your movies so yeah i, I kind of agree with you that's true kind of works with horror too like you need to know like what the monster can and can't do which is why like the nightmare on elm street movies are great because mm-hmm. there's very clear rules on what he can and can't do yeah. um mm-hmm. if you don't have those rules then for me the tension kind of evaporates because they've already established that he's this kind of timeless figure who's yes. like lived throughout history so it's like okay so he's not mortal in the way that we are but can he die can't he i don't really know but he's made it this far so here's the thing so like this movie isn't a magical christmas movie this movie isn't a horror christmas movie Mm -mm. it's an action movie that's set in christmas so yes if you think of it like okay it's like die hard and ali since you haven't seen die hard it's about this uh, over two at this point. This, no, this movie character named Bruce Willis, John McClane, <laughs> and um, I don't know why he's in the was it Nakatomi Plaza? Nakatomi Plaza, but like he's there. He's there because he is visiting his estranged wife, and he's trying to like reconnect with her and like rekindle their relationship. Gotcha. And there's a daughter involved. She's not there. She's not in the movie at all. But remember, he has like a huge teddy bear on the plane. Yeah, yeah. That's a Christmas present for her. Okay, so these terrorists take over. I think they're trying to steal money. Yes. Hans Gruber and his his crew. Alan Rickman, Severus Snape is the villain. And... Okay, for a second, Actually. I thought we were still talking about the movie. I'm like, didn't he die? <laughs> <laughs> they CGI, they AI'd him. In. Yes, yes. They <laughs> AI'd, AI'd his voice. He's CGI'd not in this movie. Okay, but no, Luigi plays a character very similar to him. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, well, let's. Okay. Hans Gruber wants money. Hans Gruber and Die Hard wants money. Okay. John McClane has to stop the terrorists, and coincidentally save Christmas at the same time. Also survive the evening. So in this movie, it's kind of like a fish out of water because instead of John McClane, Bruce Willis, we have Santa Claus. Yes. So it's like we have an unlikely hero put in this situation. It's like you wouldn't expect Santa Claus to be like, oh, I have to save the day and defeat like mercenaries and terrorists. Mm-hmm. But Santa should save the day. He should save the day. So like, is that a far stretch? I guess you never – for me. For me. I don't think of Santa Santa like, not a hero to you growing up? Santa is <laughs> – Santa for okay, is like the tooth fairy. He's like this mythical creature. You doubt Santa. I don't doubt. Okay, I haven't. Been I believe since, at Christmas. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, keep going. Are you a Grinch, Armand? Is this your confession? Okay, but the Grinch. Three Christmas. I get him. <laughs> I'm not a Grinch. Go on. The Grinch. I get him. He just he just needs some love. Yeah, I'm just saying the Grinch wouldn't be the Grinch if Whoville didn't sing about how much of a piece of shit he was. <laughs> right, every I single Grinch year. too. <laughs> Grinch is like Squidward. The older you get, the more you understand. I oh wow, I've always been an old lady. Yes. I've loved Squidward. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that was so good. That's pretty good. Oh, I, oh God, yeah, Squidward. 
I like Patrick growing up. He was just a lovable oaf. Yeah. Got himbo energy. <laughs> He's, if he hung out with Larry more, he'd be a himbo. That's true. Larry the... The lobster. Oh. Like the super jack. Are you going to say cucumber? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. We're off the rails. <laughs> okay, so... Christmas. Christmas. Santa. You don't expect Santa. Santa was always this mythical but real creature, human, person, deity, figure, <laughs> that gives presents to children if they're good. Mm -hmm. So it's like you wouldn't expect him to wield a sledgehammer named Skull Crusher. Yeah. And defeat... Mjolnir's taken. Yes. Well, it's... Is that his sledgehammer or does he, like, find it? Let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> so Santa is delivering packages... And he just stumbles upon this hostage situation where this team of mercenaries led by Luigi, Luigi, a.k.a. Leguizamo. Yes, who plays his code name is Mr. Scrooge. Yeah. And like all of his henchmen have like Christmas names like Gingerbread, Snowball, Snowflake, code Rudolph. Names. Yes. Kid Next Door. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Candy Cane. Yes, it's very much like Kids Next Door. Oh. <laughs> Except Actually, for adults. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're all from, like, it's like a hodgepodge of, like, all these different ethnic backgrounds. Because it's, like, cause like with uh, Die Hard, it's, like, they're kind vague, of vague German. Vaguely European. Yes. Maybe I, British. I think they have a Mexican on their team. Luigi. No, not him. The other one. Luigi's Italian. Well, like, like another in, under in Mario Cannon. <laughs> There's another underling that gets, like, killed off pretty early that is vaguely Mexican. Krampus. No, he's, like, a... Krampus should be German, right? It, it should be German. It's like a crazy Swede. Yeah. There's a Krampus. That's the through line with this movie, with the last movie. Yeah. There is a Krampus. He's like the main, he's like the feature mercenary. Yeah. He's like the extra that, that's been featured. Okay. He's like, I'm Krampus. And he, he looks crazy. I'm really and, sad that I've not seen this. Well, you're going to watch it after this. Yeah, no, I'm going to go home and go be like, okay, here's all my ad... AI my voice in for these lines. <laughs> this movie was great. My favorite part was... <laughs> Just like a Siri voice. Wow, Allie, that's great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Turn right at the next stop sign. <laughs> uh, Finally at night, it's a 2022 movie. <laughs> Not this light, but at the next one. Turn left. Keep straight. <laughs> Oh What's God. in this drink? It's called Monkey Shoulder. Yeah. Turns yeah. you into a monkey. Yeah, yeah, I can tell. It's a staple of the show. We had it during a... Uh... Nope. Nope. You were on the... Oh, what was it called? The Robert Rodriguez movie. Mm. Um, From Dusk Till Dawn? Yeah. Yeah, we had it then, too. Monkey Shoulder. Anyways, getting back to the podcast... So we have these. So we have Santa. He's placed in this situation. He he quickly realizes that he needs to save this family because, like, he's like, as he's going from house to house, he's like eating stale cookies, spoiled milk, he's stealing like, oh. people's beer. Yes, good. He's like shotgunning it. <laughs> Who's he's leaving like, bad shit out for Santa? This auto naughty list. Ungrateful <laughs> children that just want video games. Yeah, he like. But what are the parents doing? The parents should be helping. They're with being this. bad parents. Yeah. yeah, bad parents raise bad kids. Yes. There you go. 
as he's flying over DC, he like pisses out of the side of the sleigh. I was hoping it was gonna fly over Chicago. <laughs> no, we didn't. didn't. Get it. You have to watch the Santa Claus for that. Yeah, Tim Allen. But like when he gets to this house, he's like doing the same thing, and we have this family where we have this young kid, and she believes wholeheartedly in Santa Claus. She's an angel. She is an angel. Cindy Lou Who? Yes. Yep. It's, it's Cindy Lou. <laughs> and her parents are like on the rocks, but they're like, oh, it's it's Christmas. We're yeah. doing this for the kid. Santa's real. Here's a walkie-talkie to talk to Santa. And she believes it. And so, of course, she puts out the good shit. Mm-hmm. The really good cookies, the really good milk. And he finds... A, this is the family with all the money, right? This is the family with all the money. Yeah, you can get that good shit. You can afford it. <laughs> And he's like, oh, my God, this is really good. So and then he starts like, makes the cookie like look like Santa. Yeah. <laughs> so then Santa's lounging in this mansion and then he hears gunfire and he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so he, he tries to get out of there. But his little like teleport ability, he like yeah. taps his glasses or his nose or something and then goes up the chimney. It's not working. Because he doesn't believe in Santa. I mean, shit. What? He doesn't believe in Christmas. <laughs> he doesn't believe himself. He doesn't believe in himself. Who's Santa's therapist? <laughs> he's he's having a bad time. The elves are not qualified for this. No. He's having a bad Wait, time. So there are elves in this movie? No. No. It's just alluded to. Unfortunate. And there's even a Mrs. Claus. Yeah, but she's dead. She's not dead. Mm-hmm. No, she's not. Yeah, he's talking to the little girl on the walkie-talkie, and he's like, man, I wish she was still here. No. He's like playing with his No, 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 no. No, she's not dead. Are they estranged? They're, I, I took that as they're estranged. No, I thought she was like straight up dead. No. You know why? Why? We're going to get to the end of the movie. <laughs> well, can no, I he, like go? He, oh, go ahead. He specifically says like, I wish I could see her again. Because they're estranged. Because she's dead. She's not dead. <laughs> you know why she's not dead? Why? Because at the end of the movie... Okay, we're jumping all over the place, and I don't really care. <laughs> well, get there when we get there. <laughs> yeah. No, I have to say this now. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, because at the okay, so as he's fighting off the mercenaries, he reveals his Viking backstory, and he had this favorite weapon he called Skull Crusher. Ah. That he would scr- you know, crush the skulls of his enemies. Oh, that makes sense now. And then at the end of the movie, Mrs. Claus sends him a gift. It's Skull Crusher. Oh. And the note said, I'm dumb. I thought you'll the reindeers need got it. <laughs> I thought the reindeers are the elves. Mrs. Got it. Claus. Okay. I missed that. Wait, so then he had like a modern day sledgehammer that he yes. just called Skull Crusher in reference? He, no, he, he kind of found it. He found it. He was like, oh, oh, yeah. I mean, it's in the spirit of Die Hard where yes. John McClane just has to make do with what he can find. He finds Ho, a, ho, a ho. Gun. Now I have a machine gun. Yes. <laughs> How fortuitous. <laughs> I'm I'm a little Sorry. disappointed that Santa didn't say that, but whatever. But he said some other awesome one-liners yes. in this movie, and it was just amazing. Because like, as he's like killing all these mercenaries, they're like, Jesus Christ. And he's like, no, 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 I'm just jolly old Saint Nick. Well, that's cute. <laughs> he throws an axe at them. It was great. I'm, yes. it, I'm itching to go say this. You're now. itching now. <laughs> So, yeah, he's through a series of hijinks. He is stuck in the house. Can't go up the chimney. Uh, the reindeer get scared off by gunfire and they fly away. So he's trapped here. But he's got his bag. 
and he can reach in and just pull out a present. Should have just hid in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's like a bag of holding, like you you can't breathe in there. So if he hides yeah, in you it, only have he like would an, die. You've got like an hour of air in there. It's like space. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's like a or dimensional it's like, portal. Or but it's like, like if the you TARDIS can, if you can have, bigger on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I think some people with bags of holding, like you, they'll put you in there. But if people hold it, like if you keep your head out, you're like kind of safe. So like, yeah. But he's probably alone. So he, he doesn't have that option. Okay. <laughs> So if this bag is magical and bigger on the inside, so if you put your whole body in it, <laughs> so you could collapse it and just have your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you could, like, <laughs> put someone in, like, a little basket. I think so. Or a yeah. little box. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, just don't try to put a bag of holding inside another bag of holding. What happens? It just reality breaks. I'm going to do that next time I play <laughs> D&D. Yeah, if you really want to end your D&D campaign. <laughs> Or if you try to put a portable hole within another portable hole. It could be like portal. Or you have like the two portals on top of each other. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I'm I'm a little disappointed they didn't use that gimmick more. Because like... I mean, they used it enough. He he tried to like fight like one of the mercenaries and he's like pulling and pressing. And he's like, DVD? No. This? No. And then he like pulls out like a golf club and he's like, yeah. I'm surprised there weren't like guns if it's in America. Right? Well, he does he, get a gun at one point, but he He doesn't like, know how to use it. Doesn't know how to use one of those newfangled gizmos. He just kind of <laughs> tosses it aside. This which man like, has fine. had thousands of years of learning and language. I don't knowledge. think he had thousands of years of fighting experience. Right. I think his fighting experience was like, okay, blunt object, hammer. Yeah. Boom. You Caveman think- ungamunga shit. <laughs> okay. Like, is is Santa's operation a whole year of planning? You don't think he has, like, just one year, which is like, maybe I'll go to a shooting range. I don't know, you know? He's got a lot of time on his hands. I guess Mrs. Claus keeps him busy. But they're estranged. (laughs) I don't know. It's a lot of legal fees in their divorce. He didn't. Honestly, he's probably. Honestly, uh, Honestly, I think I know what it is. Oh? I think he's like every boomer. (laughs) <laughs> where they're like, nah, I'm not going to bother with that new shit. I know it works. A hammer. That's all you need. You don't need no fancy, I don't know what this thing is. All right, you've a gun. Me. I mean, if anything, Santa's a traditionalist. So I'm okay, <laughs> I'm okay with it. I'm also okay with it because if he wasn't and he just like found a gun, that's just what he would use the rest of the time. Yeah. And it would be too similar, I think, to Fat Man. So I'm I'm okay. Tell with me about Fat Man. I haven't seen Fat Man. I was going to recommend it this year. Violent okay. Night came out, looked better. Yeah, no so, Mel Gibson. Fat Man is basically the inverse of this movie as far as the setup is concerned. Okay. Um, there's this like shitty little Ben Shapiro kid, and <laughs> I'm serious. He like looks and sounds like him, and I don't believe in Santa. <laughs> exactly. He's like really pissed off because he gets like coal for Christmas, and so he's also like within this well connected rich family, and he hires mercenaries to like go kill Santa Claus. Yeah, and. Uh, what? Yeah, and that's what happens. Like mercenaries, like raid the North Pole and Santa's workshop. Get the fuck out of here! I'm I'm exactly serious. And um, the North Pole is like um, like a military base, and so like what? the U.S. has like some jurisdiction there. I don't know. Um, a- anyway, Santa's so, workshop is a military base. Yeah, and Santa has like he's got elves there, and they do like. You know, they do all the toy construction and wrapping and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But, you know, they're they're also packing. Um, 
but you know in more ways yeah they're <laughs> in more ways than one but they they end up getting cut down so then santa has to go in and uh you know show them how it's done uh there's also mrs claus and uh-huh. she's black which is awesome cool and uh mel gibson he's just kind of, he's not like straight up drunk like uh uh like david harbour yeah but um you know he's a little he's a little grumpy a little rough around the edges he's got tattoos um and yeah he knows how to use guns and he does i have to say though you my first thought process of him going through things and be america like oh if he found a gun he should use it but then when i think about it i don't want i don't want my santa to use a gun yeah i want him a little bit of crossbow dirty (laughs) and he does sword christmas sword some ice skates oh my god Imagine being a sword. Ice skates, yes. He okay. uses that in this movie. He does. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait. When? Yes. During the fight in the shed. You're right. Yeah. He. Okay. So he even uses a. He kind of goes snowblower. Yeah. Okay. This is this is where the most creative part of the movie comes in. That was, a, that was the most fun part. Yeah. Of the movie. Uh, and th- th- this is basically where the movie is just doing what it says on the tin, where. If you watch the trailer, you're coming into this because you want to see David Harbour just beat up dudes in <laughs> Christmas-themed ways. And yes. the, the main fight scene of this movie is where that happens. There's, like, this old shed, a bunch of mercenaries are looking for Santa Claus. He's just beginning to believe in himself again, thanks to this little girl who's, like, encouraging him to the walkie-talkie. Yeah. <laughs> and which is very much like Die Hard, by the way. Um John McClane, he his only connection to police on the ground is through this walkie-talkie, and uh, there's actually like some character development in a story arc with one of the cops on the ground, and he's like encouraging John McClane. So anyway, he um, is stuck in the shed. A bunch of mercenaries coming in to kill him. And he's like, "Fuck, there's too many of them." Uh, but then he gets some encouragement. He finds a sledgehammer and he goes ham on all of them. Halfway through, he finds some ice skates, and so he's, like, slicing and dicing them. He decapitates a dude, and then he finds a snowblower, switches it on, wraps up a dude in rope, throws the other end into the snowblower, and he gets dragged in. I really like MacGyver things, like, using <laughs> yeah. your surrounding, what's, like, I don't know, using observational uh, storytelling. I think that's really, I don't know, you just really know your environment, what you want to do when you do it when you use that in your stories. And I yes. feel like it's very underutilized. Yeah, it is. Um, and that's where I think if he knew how to use guns, like it would make the most logical sense, but it wouldn't be as fun. Cause it's like, yeah, come on, this is a Christmas yes. action movie. And in that respect, as an action movie, it really uses that Christmas theme. Well, yes. Um, for example, one of the earliest kills is um, he's fighting a dude, wraps him up in Christmas lights and they like, tumble out of the window and he gets like impaled on this like ice sculpture thing Mm. um there's a different also in that shed scene he's like sucking on a on a candy cane like a cigar poster yes instead of it looks like a cigar a cigarette it's a candy cane he sharpens it to a point as we all know (laughs) then just stab some fuckers (laughs) i've been like stabbed though with a candy cane like it breaks Details. Not important. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is Christmas magic. Oh, have you, yeah, yeah. Have you been stabbed with a candy cane? That seems like an interesting story, at least. 
Were you shanked? <laughs> Were you in Christmas jail, Allie? You know, I do you have this block of when I was seven. Maybe, oh, yeah. maybe, oh, maybe man. I was. Oh, man, oh, with no. the elves. <laughs> no, I probably would have started crying if, like, that was my mm. <laughs> my drama. Like, oh, the candy cane, no. Be like, orange is the new black, but, like, a whole bunch of elves. Oh, man. Oh, I'd watch that. <laughs> Guys, anyone listening, you could steal this idea. I don't care. That would be amazing. And and that's kind of where the Home Alone bit comes in because yeah. the little girl, I loved um, she is like she's made her way into the attic and she's like on the walkie talkie with Santa Claus. And she's like, they set up earlier that she likes the Home Alone movies. She's mm-hmm. like, I'll just set a bunch of traps like Home Alone. And Santa Claus is like, whatever, you do that. And so we have this sequence where two of the mercenaries are trying to like make their way into the attic and they stumble onto a bunch of these traps but instead of like the kind of looney tunes violence that we get with home alone it's like actual violence (laughs) so this dude he like slips on the stairs and gets like a nail driven like through the bottom of his jaw into his mouth and yes then he ends up like falling on some other like screws and stuff on the on the ground because when he approaches it he sees the screws on the ground and he's like i think i'm gonna step on that yeah. And he goes up the ladder, which is like sawed, and he didn't know. Falls on the screw in his mouth. Yeah. Then falls backwards. Gets hit in the face with a bowling ball. Yes. Falls backwards. Yes. Gets impaled. <laughs> it's a rated R home alone. Yeah. And I'm saying this right now. You haven't seen Home Alone. No, I'm young Macaulay Culkin. Uh, Actually, I'm three. one for four because I saw the Chippendale movie. There you go. <laughs> Honestly, that counts for two. Yes. It's so good. So, really, you're, you're all right. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. So, like with Home Alone, you have Kevin McAllister, young Macaulay Culkin, and he's like beating up Joe Pesci and mm-hmm. Marv. Yep. And it's like Looney Tunes, where it's like, oh, they're getting hurt, but it's like you don't really see the gruesome violence. Yeah. In this movie, you see the gruesome violence, and I just absolutely love it because, like in real life, that's what that's what would happen. Yeah. Like you, and and this brings us to an interesting point that I want to explore a bit. Yes, because I don't know if I sent you this, but there's this uh, Jordan Peele interview I think on the Trevor Noah show, and he explains that comedy and horror are the same thing except for the music. Oh, yeah. And this is one of those movies that really illustrates that well, I think, because the reason this works in Home Alone really well is because you have this kind of like. Uh, lots of pizzicato uh, strings and this kind of whimsical music yes. as people are getting fucking mutilated <laughs> by yeah. swinging paint cans and yes. falling off roofs and things like that. And it's like that's what makes it work as comedy because it's like, you know, you see them get hurt, but it's not too gory. Um, it's obviously we like feel that pain, but um, through empathy, but uh, the music and kind of the the staging of it like makes it okay and so it's that surprise of violence but knowing that everything's okay is what makes it hilarious um with this it's like they have like some elements of that and some elements of horror and that's what made it like not work as well for me because if the same things were to happen but it's all horror music that's like a final destination movie or like saw or something like that and that's what makes it like like actually like a gut punch this is kind of straddling the line between the two, and that's why I don't feel like it works really well. Because I don't know what to feel. 
because you have like this like whimsical music and they're like getting like actually like harmed and in, in gory ways and it's like ooh, uh, i don't know how to feel it's called humor <laughs> it's called dark humor yes um which i'm glad you brought that up because like hear me out we mm-hmm. have hollow um, excuse me we have home alone one and two yep with kevin McAllister as a kid I would make a movie with Macaulay Culkin as an adult defending his home mm-hmm. during the purge. Yes. With the Home Alone booby traps that he would make. That's Violent Night. Yeah. I would agree with you, but don't treat it as whimsical. <laughs> Just like pick a lane. Uh, there might be a way. Does this movie pick a lane for you? No, I, f- I feel like it's it like does. trying to straddle it and it's doing the Jean-Claude Van Damme kind of leg split thing. <laughs> it's like, Ugh! it's like trying to make both work. And it's like, maybe there's a way you can do it. It didn't really work for me. Maybe for other people it worked, but. Did you need special effects like zoinks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you need those sound effects in there to make no. it comedy? Um, but it, maybe it's just dry humor. Maybe. Maybe. Was it too dry for you? Was it no. played too straight? No. Or it seemed real? No, I think it, I don't know, something about it just like didn't connect with me. David Harbour didn't start the movie like, I want to play a game. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. I mean, I thought it was pretty, I thought the humor was pretty evident. I didn't think it was like trying to like, okay, we're doing a horror movie or action movie. Like the whole premise is pretty ridiculous where you have like mercenaries named after like gingerbread, Rudolph. Yeah. I'm Mr. Scrooge and I hate Christmas. (laughs) He says that in the movie. I hate Christmas. Yeah. We need to cancel Christmas. Does he have like a nephew that he's holding out on to? Like Scrooge? No, but they do make a Tiny Tim reference. Uh, They do? Yeah. Who? Um, Oh. I don't remember. I don't remember who, but it, it, it's some, some pithy line about, like, the grandma being, like, this rich bitch who, like, won't provide for her employees so that Tiny Tim goes freezing every winter. <laughs> Something like that. I like having... Anyway, th- this family's a mess, by the way. <laughs> From what I'm hearing, like, I like... If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
having, um, you know, all the Christmas reference. But I feel like if you're going to have a main character like Mr. Scrooge, I think you need to have like a at least like two or three things that kind of like solidify that you know what you're talking about with Scrooge. Like, yeah, you have the Tiny Tim, but I don't know. Like, I'd, 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 I'd you establish. Need a Bob Cratchit? Maybe. Like, I'd establish like that kind of lore. I don't know. To be fair, Mr. Scrooge is just a nickname because he hates Christmas. And they do, they do give well, like could a. be a Grinch. Yeah. They do give a bit of a backstory. Backstory to like why he hates Christmas, which is ridiculous. Yeah, it's something to do with like his dad being abusive and then like falling down the stairs and dying during Christmas. That I missed a few details. <laughs> Did you go to the bathroom during that? Scene? <laughs> I might have. Were I might have disassociated on my body. <laughs> Christmas ghosts. <laughs> I just love the abridged version. Side note. The abridged version of a Christmas Carol, which is like Scrooge is like Christmas sucks, and the ghosts are like you suck, <laughs> and he's like, oh yay Christmas, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it really. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. I don't remember his father falling down the stairs. Maybe he pushed his father down the stairs, but like I thought, like the careless was like he had like a shitty family, and then like he didn't get what he wanted for Christmas, and he's like, there's no Santa, and so he ordered his yeah. own hit on Santa. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it had something to do with, like, someone falling down the stairs and, like, Santa might have been involved. I'm not sure. Anyway, he has, like, a personal vendetta against Christmas and Santa for that reason. Maybe someone actually. Did you go to the bathroom during that time I didn't go to the bathroom. (laughs) So while you guys are thinking on that, I'm just going to, like. This is kind of a side tangent, but from Macaulay Culkin, for me, like, yes, I know he's in Home Alone, but he's mm-hmm. a Sora, Kingdom Hearts for me. So you're like, he's doing all his hijinks. I'm like, Sora would never. Oh I think of that I meme with, that. like, Hank Hill, where he's shaking Yu-Gi-Oh's hand, Yu-Gi's <laughs> yeah. hand. That's Kingdom Hearts. I don't know about the heart of the cards, but you got a heart of a Texan right now. <laughs> I love that meme so much. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the tone wise, I had some issues with this movie where I'm like, oh, it's trying to straddle the line. It didn't quite work for me. But and and even as a comedy, like most of this movie was pretty amusing for me. Like I was bought in with Santa being like a drunk mess and being this kind of like cynical asshole who yeah. like he himself is like not really believing in Christmas anymore. Yes. Because um, it set, sets it up well for at the end when he and more of this horrible family start to believe in Christmas and in Santa Claus again. Yes. And they even have like this, uh, I do believe in fairies kind of ending. Oh, yes. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. that. <laughs> um, I didn't like laugh all that much with this movie. Really? I found it like amusing. How many like, people oh. were in your theater? Uh, not much. That's probably why. That can make a big difference. Well, you, saw it on a, you saw it on a Friday. Yeah, there's not many people there. Oh, God. I went on, like, a Tuesday, <laughs> and it was packed. Really? That's yes. like they got the deals on Tuesdays, right? Yes. That's, that's when you're. That's okay. the cheat code. You don't want to pay <laughs> the premium pricing of, like, opening weekend. Just go on yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. The discount pricing. That was smart. It was still expensive. I, I did laugh once. When? Like, out loud. At the end, when he's like, Christmas dies tonight. <laughs> Because I thought of the Halloween, Halloween ends. Yeah. <laughs> Evil dies tonight. I do have a question. Yes. As someone who <laughs> didn't say the movie. <laughs> um, how would you rate, I guess, how would you describe the humor difference? Or what do you have to say about the humor difference between like this and like us seeing Krampus? Mm. That's a good question. Yeah. Krampus has a kind of like 
sick, twisted humor to it mm-hmm. in a way that like Nightmare on Elm Street does. Um, this is more like it knows that it's a goofy, silly premise about Santa Claus and it doesn't pretend to be anything else. Okay. So I'm like, I'm in on the joke. And that itself is amusing to me, but it's not going to make me like laugh out loud. Gotcha. Except when he says Christmas dust tonight. Because <laughs> I, I did really enjoy like the silliness of Krampus. Like I had a fun time when we watched that. But I also really am a fan of things that just don't like if they know they're goofy and don't take themselves too seriously. Like I do like that. So that's yeah. Yeah. absolutely this movie. Perfect. And like the key difference for me is like this movie is secretly wholesome. Yeah. Would you agree? Because I like, would agree. You have a disillusioned Santa that's like, ah, like I'm done with Christmas. And then by the end of the movie, he's like, he believes in the whole Christmas magic because like he sees this girl, this young girl that believes in Santa and Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then like, same thing with that family that like was like tearing itself apart over this like inheritance and the money and all this stuff. They didn't really think about Christmas like that. They started believing in Christmas, the magic of Christmas. So like, it has that little nugget of like, oh, there's like a little bit of wholesomeness in this. It's like, oh, yeah. Christmas is like this special holiday. And like with Krampus, it's like there's like this fear to like, oh, you better believe in Santa. Yeah. Or else Krampus <laughs> is going to get you. Yeah. And like with, with uh, Violent Nights, there wasn't that like warning with it. It was like it felt good at the end. It's like, ah. Yeah. I felt something. I was like, ooh, Christmas. And that's what Fat Man is missing as well. It doesn't have that wholesome nuggety center. Okay. Um, it, you know, it, it kind of tries ben to have Shapiro's that. Ben Shapiro's in it. <laughs> Little Ben Shapiro shit kid. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, it's mostly about like, we just want to see Santa Claus be badass and shoot dudes. And it's like, fine. Was this uh, streaming on dailywireplus.com? <laughs> no, but I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> Um, uh, no, and, and that's, was Kanye West, uh, a producer no, in this movie? No, no, no. <laughs> made, made a cameo as an extra in the background. I wish I had some sound clips of him. <laughs> Holy shit. He has gone off Ooh. fucking rails, man. Yeah. He just, he needs someone to like love and take care of him, give him help. And yeah. I'm quoting Kanye. Everyone has redeeming qualities, especially Hitler. <laughs> I, I'm really close to you. I could punch you in real life right now. You're not 2D anymore. Oh. oh. What happened? Like, oh. you know what he said? You know what he said? Hey. He said, okay. Because, like, I was like, okay, he's having an episode. Yeah. He's like, he said this, like, maybe, like, two weeks ago. I'm not having an episode, everybody. Wearing a mask, by the way. Like, <laughs> the zippers. He's like, I'm not having an episode. I'm just autistic. Oh. And I'm like, oh, no. What? No. No, he has like untreated bipolar. Like, please, please get help. But he thinks he's a genius. He gave Alex Jones pause. <laughs> like, he was like, "Did you watch that? Have you been keeping up with the Kanye stuff?" I've been seeing stuff. Well, he's like off Twitter now, right? Like, I've been he keeping got up banned. with it. I just, I, I honestly just like, I mean, he's obviously not taking his divorce well, and like, I know ever since yeah. his mom passed, he has not been taking care of himself. He really. It, that was like years and years ago. That was ago. like 10 years ago yeah. or more. Yeah. That's when everything started kind of happening where he's not taking care of himself. He really just, Yikes. he needs, he probably need. I'm sure there's people who do love and care about him, but like when you push enough people away, it's hard. 
He needs a friend. Yeah. And he needs the Christmas magic. He yes, does. he does. He does need the Christmas magic. I understand like being heartbroken over your mother passing away or like other like your your divorce and your your marriage falling apart. That doesn't make you love Nazis. No, no, there is accountability that needs to be it's had like, on his part. Up. No, no, I, I don't. I'm not trying to make excuses. Like there is accountability he needs to take, but I don't know. I do wish, in general, we had a society that cared about rehabilitation and taking care of each other. He doesn't want it because he doesn't see it as a problem. It's like he's not going to turn himself in. Yeah, he's not going to admit himself. Yeah, but like other people out there who you know struggle with this sort of thing like they should know that they have care and help and i don't know it's hard what was that britney spears thing cosignments i feel terrible for her she's finally has her freedom but now we don't haven't heard from her in a while how come she had that legal thing but kanye west doesn't yeah she had some kind of like she had a white family conservatorship conservatorship yeah they were taking advantage of her to get her money but kanye west has probably more money well, he doesn't. His family is not taking advantage of him for it. I don't think he has anybody who could be in that kind of position. Like with his mom gone. You know, you're right. Like maybe Kim could have. I don't know. She could have. I'm not gonna say she should have. <laughs> maybe she should have. But I don't. Ooh, yeah. But that shouldn't have happened to Brittany, regardless. That's true. Right. I'm saying, like, how come it happened to her but not him? She's a woman. Sexism. Profiteering off of a moment of weakness. Yeah. Santa would never. No, Santa, (laughs) going back to Violent Nights. (laughs) Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, it's different than Fat Man with the young Ben Shapiro playing the hit on Santa because, like, we have this wholesome nougat center. Yeah. It's like a Rolo. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, I want to roll so bad. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what makes this movie work in a weird way because I can imagine a more like cynical version of this movie, Fat Man, where it's just focused on Santa's gonna fuck some people up, and like that's all it is, and it's just like eh, that would get boring after a while. Is there a Casanova Santa? I know you didn't mean it that way, but then I went like, oh, sexy Santa. I mean, David. Hmm. So David Tennant. <laughs> David Tennant as well. Uh, I'm sure it's out there. He was Casanova. That he was. was. good. I had fun watching that. That's how he got Doctor Who. From Casanova? Yeah. Oh. Because it was right before he got hired. Yeah. Because like Chris Eccleston was Doctor Who. I've... Now we're talking about I'm sorry, Aaron. Because <laughs> Chris Eccleston was Doctor Who, and there was no point where he was going to leave the role. I he, thought he left because he, had... he didn't like working with Moppet. It was Russell T. Davies, actually. Oh, oh, okay. Him and him, they yeah. they had beef. Because he didn't want he happened. didn't want the romance with Rose. I think. Really. I thought it was that. That's probably what happened. So, like, he had some problems, so then he left the role. But he also didn't want to be, like, known as the doctor his whole life, so he wanted to, like, dip out. I feel that. So, and then Russell Sorry, T. Davies, said- I don't know if he produced Casanova, but then he saw Russell T. I mean, he saw David Tennant as Casanova, and he was like, that's okay. my doctor. I wasn't sure if it was, because I also know, like, David knew that he was, like, born to be the doctor, and he just, he's in love with that one doctor, and he's married to the, his, the, yes. to the, to the, I met, yeah. I oh, my God. Yeah, he, he was in love with that one doctor, and he married his daughter, yes. and then, yeah. Who like, was actually his daughter in the show. Yeah. <laughs> he just, like, he, I know David Tennant was just, like, obsessed with Doctor Who, so I just thought he just, like, really was, like, I'm gonna be on there no matter what I do. This is my life purpose. 
Oh, now he's back. You said sexy Santa Claus, and for some reason my brain made the connection to... Hallmark movies? No. Mario Lopez in A Recipe for Seduction, the KFC movie. KFC movie? (laughs) Have you not heard of this? I purged that from my memory. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. He plays a sexy Colonel Sanders? Yes. Shut the fuck up. There is also, and it's based on a KFC dating simulator Oh, I played that. I streamed that. It was actually officially licensed. It was actually a lot better than I thought Shut it was, up. but he will not let you go far with him. He just wants a wholesome. I'm like, I thought we were gonna okay. <laughs> Let's get nasty. Yeah, you wanted that extra spicy. Mm. I didn't think I did because I actually have an aversion to hot KFC men. <laughs> but like, he won me over, and I was like, I thought, I thought you won me over. I thought, I thought this was real, but apparently wasn't. <laughs> oh no, he's not down the clown. Was he? Was, maybe was he extra McDonald's. crispy at least? <laughs> It is a fun game that I recommend. It's KFC even crispy anymore. Every time I get KFC, it's soggy. Popeye's chicken, that's where the crispiness mm. is. I love Popeye. But Popeye's isn't spicy anymore. Now, was Colonel Sanders dark meat or white meat? Well, white. if it's Mario Lopez, it's dark meat. Mm. The game was he was white, kind of tan, but white. Oh. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't large, spicy, and dark meated and crispy. You tried. I tried. <laughs> I tried. Small clap. <laughs> a for effort. Can I at least see Mario Lopez? <laughs> yes. As sexy Colonel so Sanders. Is, is that next year or is that like part two? Of that was twenty twenty. No, I meant is that next year where? Oh, for podcast? syndicate. <laughs> or like, uh, your your new Patreon only. Armando stunned. Who is that woman? That is Mrs. Claus. <laughs> it's Colonel I mean, Sanders. Mrs. Mrs. Sanders. Mrs. Sanders. Mrs. Sanders. That is uh, Sanders hyphenated Claus. Uh, Justine Alpert playing Jessica Mancera. Jessica Mancia? Carlos Mancia's sister? Mancera. Just a small town girl. No. Looking for some extra no. herbs and spices. No. <laughs> she got that recipe. Is she going to divorce? <laughs> she got the secret recipe. She got the... I am so glad to introduce you to this. She got the secret sauce. <laughs> she wanted that secret sauce. Ooh. No. <laughs> she wanted that uh, extra spicy batter. The ADHD this is a lifetime real movie. today. So does Colonel Sanders kill people since it's a lifetime movie? Over that that herbs and spice? Oh. Maybe in the sequel. <laughs> no. Oh my god. I am so happy to introduce you to this. This isn't real. It is. Next year. So you're telling me KFC made a TV show? Yes. No, it's a movie. It's a movie. Oh, thank God. Yeah. We might need to watch this. A Recipe for Seduction. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> You've what? seen their Twitter. Are you really surprised? KFC? <laughs> yes. I've seen Wendy's Twitter. Yeah, their Twitter is wild. KFC? Yes. No. Yeah, th- th- this is their whole like new marketing strategy. They're getting hip with the youths. <laughs> so they have the dating simulator oh, game. No. got the Lifetime movie. The re- the reaching no. young and old. Yo, the dating it was good. It was it was a good time. You date Colonel Sanders. Yes. Hot Colonel Sanders. Okay. okay. I was hold on. So hold like on. I didn't want to play it because I told you my aversion. Like you had to use stream points to get me to play that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's why I did. People paid you to play this. Um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good time though. Oh shit. Okay. Is it free to play? Do you have to buy it? I think it was free on Steam, no? Do you have to? Is it pay to win? You know what no. I mean. I think it's like fifteen bucks or something, like pretty cheap. It's on Steam. It's yeah, free. No, fifteen bucks now. Steam date Colonel Sanders. Oh no! 
Who the fuck wants to date Colonel Sanders? <laughs> Lots of ladies, Get apparently. No. <laughs> oh, I love you, Colonel Sanders. Yeah. No. <laughs> A finger-licking good dating. Oh, no. <laughs> what? It is finger-licking good. Oh, my God. This podcast is off the rails. <laughs> We're like an hour in. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is free. <sighs> It's free to play. Oh my it's god! Finger licking good. <laughs> Sorry, hold on. Start my phone. There you go. Yep. That's Corgi. Not the game. Yes. <laughs> that's it. It's an anime. Yeah, it's like I guess kind of show could get you like like Cooking Wars, right? Notice You're me, senpai. School? Notice me. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. There's a corgi. Yep. Oh my. Okay. For those listening, there's a Colonel Sanders. He's anime. There's hearts all around him. He's hunky. He's like Hallmark, small town hunk. <laughs> we have anime woofus trying to get woo-foos? him. Woofus? Waifus? Whatever. Waifus. <laughs> that's how much I know. No, no I'm only going to call We have a woo-foos. corgi that's making the batter and the chicken. I think the he's chicken. a teacher. I cannot stress enough how magical this moment Was is this for me. Made for, this is made for women. <laughs> uh, you got corgis. Know. You got hunks. <laughs> I think that this is not literally the publisher is KFC. Yeah, this is not far off the heels of um, Daddy Dating Simulator. It's called Psyop. (laughs) Ooh, Dream Daddy was fun. It's just that. Yeah, this is not far off the heels of Dream Daddy. Dream Daddy was this is a Psyop. Have you heard of Dream Daddy? Dream Daddy. I know you're the Sound Daddy. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a gay daddy dating simulator. It was good. Yeah. (laughs) You make your daddy. Yeah, and you. You you move to a new town with your you daughter. You know about this game. There's a bunch of hot I've daddies. I played a couple hours. It's not, about, it's, it's not a gay simulator. Yeah, because you play it's as a, a sim- daddy. It's a male fantasy simulator. You're trying to date other daddies. Yeah, but you, you yourself are a daddy. Yeah, you just want to make a whole a whole some family <laughs> together. Okay, the first one, the first daddy you meet, you get into like a Pokemon battle with, and I was just Pokemon. like, Pokemon. Yes, because you're like my daughter <laughs> does this. In this game. No, but like I was like, they're like my daughter it's does Pokemon this. Pokemon with the serial numbers filed off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's a Pokemon battle where you're like you're battling your daughter. She's so like, this is what my daughter can do, and they're like, this is what my daughter can do, and I'm oh, like, I know some people like that competitive edge, but for me, oh. I'm like, get the fuck away from me. We are not like my daughter. Like stop. Like. <laughs> I like. I think it was like the coffee shop owner. I was what? like, I was like, we can get together. Yeah, there's like a barbecue grill daddy. So it, it, uh, <laughs> we are introducing a, Armand to a whole new world. It's a grinder simulator, essentially. It's not no, that it's trashy. Whole, it's, it's wholesome. It's, it's, Grinders yeah. trashy now. <laughs> when is it? Never I thought not it was been? like a hookup app. Yeah, like for like fake Tinder. people. <laughs> Let's be honest. We all know what grinder is for. I went to the real life grinder. You want me to talk about that? Uh, please do. <laughs> please do. I live by Andersonville. Okay. Andersonville. You know about Andersonville, Allie? No. What uh, is Boys Town? Not Andersonville. Where all the sweets are. Boys Town is Boys Town. Yeah. Okay. It's called, actually called North Halsted now. Mm-hmm. It's trying to be progressive. Yes. It's not inclusive to just boys. Yeah, I got kicked out of Boys Town bar. You got kicked out of Boys Town? <laughs> of a bar. Oh, no. I brought a flask. I got in trouble. <laughs> oops. That's a par- that's a party foul. Yeah. And I, a power. I was you like, brought a flask to a bar. I was 21. I had no money. I was poor. Honestly, I can respect it. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. Oh I pregame. God. Yes, that's what you do. <laughs> I don't live in the city. You don't. That's true. If I pregame, I'll be sober. That's uh, I get there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. So Andersonville, historically, it's a Swedish. Also, don't pregame and drive. 
Yeah, exactly. Don't drink and drive, everybody. Okay. This podcast brought to you by Mexicans <laughs> from Striving. Go ahead. Andersonville, historically, for those that don't know about Chicago, historically, Swedish neighborhood. And then Turkish people came in. And then lesbians came in. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. the rest of the LGBT came in. Mm-hmm. And my one of my friends, he was on the podcast. Uh, he's a gay man. And he was like, we're having a get together. Let's come to this one bar. I didn't know it was a gay bar. <laughs> I don't really care. I walked there. I went there. And I was like, I was the minority there. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a gay man. I don't mm-hmm. really care. And like he introduced me. This is my friend Armand. Everyone, he is not gay. <laughs> <laughs> don't even try. And I'm like, mm-hmm. he is off the field. People tried. Yeah, yeah. And it was. I saw. I saw some wild. It's not my first time being in a gay bar. I went to Boys Town, mm-hmm. the gay area in Chicago. Did you go to Wood? What? Hydrate? No, I went to Manhole. <laughs> Isn't there like a camp something there? Progress bar. Okay. It's like a camp something bar in Boys Town. If it's not there anymore. I don't know. It was good. They had a lot of slushies. I had fun there. Ooh. I bought this old gay couple a drink. I was like, I respect you guys. Oh, and yeah. This bar was called story. Meeting Room. Oh. I'm going to say the name. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was Meeting Room. That's where you meet people. Yep. And I kid you not, there was a dude which with like 2% body fats. HGH running through his veins, yep. super veiny, and I'm like, I don't think that's achievable without steroids. <laughs> Did you also you see David Harper Santa at the bar? <laughs> I saw something similar. <gasps> okay. I saw, I kid you not, a 65-year-old man out of shape. He visually looks old. Mm-hmm. Until they're against 65, olds. kind of feels young. But oh, he oh. was flanked by twenty-one-year-old boys, and I was like, "Damn, dude!" I was like, "I'm not gonna ask," <laughs> but I I looked at them all night long. I was like, "What the fuck is going?" on? They're playing Dream Daddy. They are. <laughs> they were playing KFC Daddy. <laughs> what is it called? I love KFC. Finger. I love you, Colonel time. Sanders. Yeah, I love Colonel Sanders. Finger licking good in real life. <laughs> I saw it before my eyes. That is amazing. <laughs> Dudes were buying me drinks. It was great. Do you feel really good about yourself? I guess so. I went. To- That's all that matters. You had a good time. You <laughs> felt loved. You felt empowered. Yeah. I, I went to the bathroom. They had a giant poster. Warning, monkeypox. <laughs> yeah. And like a big buff black dude on the poster. <laughs> sponsored by Chicago. <laughs> To get vaccinated. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I guess they know their audience. Wow. Interesting. That's when you know you're in the gayborhood. Yeah. That's a fun <laughs> word. I'm stealing that. Gayborhood. Yeah. If you're ever thrifting uh, for clothes, go to the gayborhood. They oh, have all the good shit. There's no Salvation Army in the gayborhood. No, they have yeah, thrift stores. Yeah, because Salvation Army is like bad, right? They, it is problematic. They hate the gays, right? Yeah, they, you won't find Salvation Army there, but there's plenty of thrift stores, and they all have primo shit. They got primo shit? Mm-hmm. I know yeah. you go to the thrift stores in the affluent areas no, no. of Illinois. Go to the gayborhood. The gayborhood? Yeah. It's a beautiful day in the gayborhood. <laughs> Amen. I'll do that. It won't be a far drive for me. <laughs> so Christmas. Crimbo. Back to, back to the... <laughs> What, how's that one uh, Christmas song go? You know what I'm talking about. 
Santa Claus is no, here. No, not that one. <laughs> Santa Claus is here. Santa Claus is coming. Santa Claus is here. <laughs> Christmas got, time is here. Keep the oh, good a- times gay. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Grandma got it's ran the over most by a reindeer. wonderful time of the year. With everyone jingle belling and everyone telling we'll have a great cheer. It's, it's the, the most, most wonderful. There's time gay in the lyrics somewhere of the year. <laughs> I like that song because it's in um... Krampus. <laughs> <laughs> Just friends. Um, that's oh, yeah. my Christmas movie. Yes, I know. Just friends. You mentioned it about three times. Not three today. Different, three different podcasts. Three different podcasts. Yes. Once today. Every but... Christmas special. <laughs> It's I just I watch it every Christmas, but yeah, like the one girl comes. Uh, I forgot the actress, but she's like the the pop star, and she comes. She's like, "Who's the whore you've been sleeping with behind my back?" And then the old Mila lady's like, Kunis? "Me." And she's like, "Not you, no." Uh, Drew Barrymore. Anna. Anna Ferris. Anna Ferris, and she just like freaks out on him, like you know, rightfully so. Nothing was communicated to her, like you know, I don't really have a problem with her anyway. So. All of a sudden, she like leaves, and like her the car gets like um, the lights accidentally like attached to it, and she drives away, and like the whole everything falls down, and it has that song happening. So the juxtaposition Classic. between this fun song and like the Christmas lights being destroyed is fun. Christmas is ruined. <laughs> yeah, that's what we call a rom com. Yes, <laughs> I watched a rom com recently. It was bad. Does oh, Lindsay no. Lohan's comeback movie? Let me tell you. It was a vehicle for money laundering. Oh. The movie was so cheaply made. It was so bad. It was bad. Oh. Cult classic. Here we Which go. Which great. What was it called? I don't even know. Is it a Netflix original? Oh. Mm. <laughs> well, that's all you need to know. Netflix, yeah, the Netflix movies are very interesting. It's ex- It's more expensive than HBO Max. To have Netflix. Yes. Was it better or worse than Love Actually? Love Actually is a great movie. Okay. I don't know if I've seen that. Is that the cancer one? No. No. You're thinking of um Mandy Moore. Oh. You before me, me I before don't know. you. The Fault in Our Stars? That is oh, also yes. a cancer movie, but not yes. what I was thinking okay. of. <laughs> I think I think it's a walk Silver to Linings Playbook. Know. A walk to that's oh. a, that's an old jam. Oh, that's, that's like a, twenty years ago. That's a deep cut. Yeah. That's, a, that's a deep cut. I don't watch a lot of rom coms. I remember seeing that commercial on like Nickelodeon <laughs> or Disney Channel. I did see Ooh. a walk. Or not not Disney Channel. I did see a Fall in Our Stars because I've read a lot of John Green's books. He gets a lot of bad rap for no reason. He's, did he write Silver Linings Playbook? No. Who was responsible for that? I did not. Nicholas I need, Sparks. I need to beat them up. No, he wrote like Paper Towns and stuff like that. I think. Oh, remember um, Nicholas Sparks? No, not Nicholas Sparks. I've read nothing. <laughs> he did. Oh, Nicholas Sparks is the Notebook, right? Yes. I could yep. not get through that movie. I was bored. Uh, it's problematic. Of, yeah. Especially now. You will date me, or else I'll kill myself. No. But I remember as a kid, like all the girls wanted to watch it, and I'm like, I don't understand why. Because are we, watching we this? didn't understand back then. We are of the same generation. Maybe I not understood. You, I was like, I don't get what we're doing. Why are we watching this? I'm gonna fall asleep now. Because Ryan Gosling's hot. Ryan Gosling's hot. Rachel McAdams. He's is too young cute. for me. <laughs> yeah, he's like well, probably older than me in real life, but like he was always too young. That's for why me. you're into David Have Harbour you and Colonel Sanders. <laughs> Excuse me. No, I'm me. not into Colonel Sanders. I'm putting that. I'm laying that down. I'm not Excuse into Colonel me. Sanders. <laughs> that's not not my type. <laughs> Colonel Sanders has white hair. You know who else has white hair? Ryan Gosling in the Barbie movie. Oh my God. That's still not my type, but Margie Robbo, <laughs> Rob, Margot Robbie. Excuse me. The monkey is taking over. Margot Robbie. <laughs> Oh my god. Immaculate. 
Oh, she's that, Barbie. That's our new phrase. The monkey's taking over. The monkey's taking <laughs> over. I got that pre-war shit. Return the monkey. <laughs> Did we even explain that reference in the movie? I don't think so. So, like, when David Harbour was, like, raiding uh, the mansion, he found, like, a super old, from the 30s, bourbon or whiskey. That's and he was right. like, oh, this is some pre-war shit. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I think it was a brandy from, like, 1938 or something. Yes. And he helped himself because he's Santa. Yes, he, yeah. As Santa would. Yeah, you can just re- pull that shit out of his bag. It's good, right? I mean, someone's giving their kid brandy, <laughs> statistically speaking. <laughs> so now we're back to Violent Nights. Yes. It took the biggest tangent ever talking about the notebook, Nicholas Sparks. It all started good, from good I Love Colonel Sanders. This. Is that was that what the game is called? I Love Colonel Sanders. I love you, Colonel Sanders. I love, yeah, I love you, Colonel Sanders. Right. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, you just got brain blasted. <laughs> <laughs> this was amazing. Oh, from Mario Lopez. That's where it started. Yes. Mario Lopez. Oh, yeah. As... As a TV show. Kind of Santa-looking dude. No, it's a movie. Oh, thank God. We're good. <laughs> this we're is good. everywhere on the internet. I we're can't good. believe you never heard of it. I never heard of it. When is this? 2020? 2020, yeah. I had bigger shit to worry what? about in 2020. <laughs> Reasonable. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. What? I can't believe it. Do you want to talk about the ending of this movie? Let's talk about the ending. How does it all play out? So... All the mercenaries get killed. Wait, wait, wait. Before you do the ending, let me yes. like recap what I've heard because I was not there. What do you Please. think the movie is about? So Go. Grizzled Santa. Grizzled skin. <laughs> the monkey's taking over. <laughs> Grizzled Santa's like, I'm too old for this shit. Literally, I've been here since the Viking Age. And then he like, yeah, he goes to this place. He's like, oh, man, these folks got money. I'm going to take a second to relax. And he's like, oh, no, people want their money. Shit. And then he finds a little girl. He's like, you're my daughter now. Let's go. And then eventually she does hijinks. I don't know. There's a little blur in that area. That's that's fine. Okay. The blur. The middle's a blur. Okay. Yeah. So then, yeah, she does hijinks. He, He kills people with lots of fun objects yes. and then he's gonna save her is my guess yes and the money is still going to be illegally owned by the family <laughs> through christmas magic i don't know what happens oh i remember what happened to yeah, the money there's a bit of a twist so early in the movie the daughter's um father he's kind of this like Jason Bateman-esque kind of average normal dude. He's like the most... Like, he's a lovable schlub. Yeah, he's like the most normal dude of this family. Everybody else is like, you know, either super greedy or just like an asshole in different ways. There's a dude named Bertrude who's like this little shit kid who's like constantly live streaming on Instagram he's or whatever. He's like uh, the stand-in for Justin Bieber. Yeah. Circa... 2012. He's like super entitled. His mom is a piece of shit and named him Bertrude because the mom's name is Gertrude and wanted to like get on good terms with with her so that she can receive the inheritance. And there's this like actor fellow who's like, you know, totally full of himself. Anyway, whole family is a piece of shit. And so is the the grandmom. And this guy, he's like the most uh, reasonable person of the bunch. And um it's his wife and then his daughter who's like kind of like brought into the family anyway he hatches a scheme to basically christmas eve steal all the money from the vault 
which was like $300 million. And then basically like take off with uh, his estranged ex-wife and daughter and basically make like a new life. And his scheme kind of gets revealed early when the mercenaries break into the vault and oh shit, nothing there. Uh, and so he's hidden the money away in like this elaborate nativity scene out in the front yard and they eventually find it. And then Luigi and his mercenary crew, uh, try to abscond with the money via, um, what's that machine that you ride on snow? Snowmobile. Snowmobile. Thank you. (laughs) I kept thinking snowblower and I'm like, that's not right. No, you're good. You're riding the snowblower. Yeah. Riding the snowblower out of there. And... (laughs) Um, it's not really clear why Santa gives chase, but he does just because, like, he's got to stop the mercenaries, and he has to kill them all. That's right, he does. Why he can't leave <laughs> for their safety? He has yeah. to kill them all. Yeah. So he gives chase, and we end up in this like final fight scene, kind of between Luigi and Santa Claus, and that's kind of where it comes to a point where he's like. I don't believe in Christmas and Santa's like that sucks bro but I gotta stop you and he ends up you know they, they have a tussle Santa almost dies but uh, he comes out on top and then he gets shot by Luigi's mercenary crew captain <laughs> I'm just gonna keep saying Luigi oh it's perfect <laughs> um, and Scrooge yeah and then the, the mom comes out of nowhere and she's like procured a pistol and she's like shot the dude so all the bad guys are dead but Santa's dying. Everyone's like, oh, fuck. your hands if you believe. Exactly, yeah. Okay. So, for, well, first of all, they have to like, keep him warm, right? Because he's like out in the middle of the forest and like it's cold. And so like, fuck, what can we burn to keep him warm? Look over. There's a pile of money. So the Jason Bateman-esque character, he's like, shows a little bit of goodness in his heart. And he's like, let's just burn the money. Keep him warm. Yeah, so do. I don't have goodness in my heart, apparently, because I was like, weren't there dead bodies? Give them the Viking funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. That'd be a bit too dark for this movie. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> so they have to keep him warm, and then they have to believe in Santa Claus and try to give him life. And so one by one, the members of this shitty family uh, start believing in Santa Claus. I do believe in fairies. I do believe in fairies. Clap if you believe. Yeah, and that's enough to bring him back. He, like, barely clings to life, and he's like, okay. He's like, you should let me die. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, 3 a.m. Like, he's, like, barely survived, and he's like, well, time to go finish delivering all these presents. And that's kind of where, like, this kind of, like, wholesome center of this movie comes to fruition. Because uh, you have this little girl who's, like, never stopped believing in Santa Claus. And even her father is like, look, this is all fake. We gave you a walkie-talkie that goes nowhere. Just to make you believe that you're talking to Santa Claus. It's all yes. bullshit. And she's like, no, I talked to Santa. Which she did. And she's like, you're all full of shit. Which they are. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of where the, the magic of Christmas comes springing forth anew in this movie. Wow. Jeez, Louise. Yeah. And like the best part of all that was like, okay, we referenced it earlier with like the fairy dust. Mm-hmm. How it can go up chimneys as dust. So to kill Scrooge, Luigi, <laughs> as Aaron would put it, yep. he like grabs him and like, he like presses his nose or his temple or his glasses. Yeah. Goes up the chimney, except Luigi doesn't turn into dust. Mm. 
But Luigi can go down like things like Mario. <laughs> so maybe he's alive. No, 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 no. <laughs> Doesn't work the other way. Yeah. No. Doesn't work the other way. Can only go down. <laughs> and he just turns into the red mush. Yep. <laughs> it's pulled through the chimney. It's oh my god! It was so satisfying yeah. to see that. It's like the end of Evil Dead, the remake. I didn't see the remake. <gasps> you didn't. Why would I see the remake? Valid, but yeah, it like rains blood at the end. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's raining blood. Exactly. <laughs> it's like a Slayer Aretha Franklin <laughs> mashup. Yeah. Oh my god! So like, this movie ends in the most wholesome way. Because, like, with blood, should, should, we, we, should we spoil it? Let's go for it. Shana, Santa gets shot again. Yeah, I've already, I've already spoiled it. Oh, <laughs> the monkey's taking over. Monkey's taking over. Yeah, like, so, like, that's where it's wholesome. That's where I was like, when I was leaving this movie, I was like, oh my god, this is a wholesome movie. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I was like, oh my god. Because, like, I went into it thinking, like, okay, this is going to be David Harbour. This is going to be, like, Fat Man. I'm going to see Santa crush some skulls, kill some people, beat some people up, kill people. Which you do. Which you do. But, like, the end goal was, like, hey, Christmas. Remember Christmas? Believe in Santa. Believe in Christmas. The power of family. We're all in this. And it's like. We're all wow. in this together. Zach Efron comes out. <laughs> yeah. Best cameo of the movie. Cordon Blue comes out. <laughs> now, is that like an actual sincere attempt at something, or is it there because it should be there because it's a Christmas movie? So how did the the, the getting shot take place? Uh, Santa's on top of the chimney. He just pulled Luigi through, and he's like, "Fuck yeah!" And then he goes, gets shot in the chest. Bam. Like, oh shit! And it's Luigi's like henchman who's like, basically trailed them to that location. He's like, yeah. "Ha, fuck you, Santa!" Then the the grandma's like, "No, fuck you!" And like shoots him in the head. The grandma? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the thing is, bringing him back then is like, okay, we all have to collectively believe in fairies together. But yes. like, a lot of people believe in Santa, so just I don't know. Well, less and less people. This kind of like, um, I mean, there's so many Christmas movies with this premise, but like Elf is kind of like uh, with this premise where it's like so many people are not believing in Santa Claus anymore. Yeah. Um, So I get it. Um, Yeah. But again, it comes back to the the rules. You got to establish the rules before like actual drama. But Santa doesn't understand. What the rules are. That's kind of where it like smears over and it's just so like, you think so you think Santa should understand the rules? He doesn't need to understand it, but we as an audience need to know like what the fuck's going on. Like mm-hmm. if they made a clearer link between Santa being like this drunk schlub and like getting physically weaker because of kids not believing in him anymore, I think that would have been that would have gone along that would have gone a lot further than if it hadn't. Um, but it, to me, it felt more like we need a way to resurrect Santa Claus at the end, so now we're going to introduce this. So I didn't see it, but I feel like how I would workshop this. So I feel like he gets shot, whatever, he falls down, and they they should have that moment of like, oh, we believe, like we want want to love you, but maybe there was something like he pulls out the walkie-talkie he got 
pulls out the walkie-talkie, gets hit, like, something that, like, brings you back to what the story was. You're like, no, I'm actually okay, but I'm happy that you believe in me. I don't know. To, like, something that actually kept him alive, but then you're also keeping the, like, well, bolts could probably actually hurt him, like, have, like, that, like, I don't know, a compromise between that. I don't know. To be fair, the little girl was there at the end, um, and they do establish, like, he's mortal in some ways, because earlier, earlier in the movie, there's a scene where he gets, like, grazed by a bullet on his side, and he's, like, bleeding the fuck out everywhere so he like sterilizes a needle and then just like sews himself up like oh fuck so he probably needed to be rushed to the er probably um but it's kind of like die hard rules where in die hard john mcclain he uh is famously barefoot for the whole movie which gives him like a weakness because like at one point he has to like run across broken glass to get away from the terrorists what is is that one person like apple apple whatever what's the name (laughs) bruce willis no it's it's like the kid uh it's a book that we read racist child what child book what the fuck huckleberry finn yeah he's yeah. got oh, he's got bare feet right yeah <laughs> huckleberry finn that is a racist that, book that's a wild connection um when i think of bare feet i think huckleberry finn yeah he um because <laughs> they were so thick that like nothing broke them so if he's running around like uh, no glass no, 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 it's it's actually John McClane did not have calluses on his feet. No, they they set it up. He's like on an airplane flying from Chicago to L.A. And someone on the plane is like, you know, just making small talk. And he's like, got this tip for you. Like whenever you get off the plane, get to your hotel room, take your shoes off and just like flex your feet. And it's like, you'll be golden. And he's like, he tries it and he's like, yeah, great. And then the terrorists take over and he's like, fuck, I'm without my shoes. So it, it, it's good. It gives him some weakness. And so he like runs across some broken glass. And there's a scene where he's in the bathroom just like picking the shards of glass out of his feet. And he's oh, like, ah, okay. fuck. Oh, and he like wraps him up and he's like, good to go. Same idea with Violent Night where he gets like grazed and he's like, ah, shit, I'm bleeding. So he has to like sew mm-hmm. himself back up. And he uses wrapping paper yeah. as a band-aid. <laughs> that is great writing. Oh my yeah, God. that was great. <laughs> Though, yeah, I That's can great. see if he has to take that time to take care of himself and then just magically, through the Christmas magic, comes back. Yeah. Well, I guess more belief means he heals faster. Is he like a fairy? I don't know. <laughs> I guess he would be like a like a warlock patron in Ooh. that regard, where he's like, who receives thinks- power from those who believe in him. Yes. I thought you had like one. You can have like... Okay, now I'm just deep diving in my brain to D and D. We're good. We're good. Let's move yeah, on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in in that respect, this movie I feel is like eighty percent Die Hard and like ten percent Home Alone and like ten percent other. Because like other. As, as far as like your setup well, would it be goes, John Wick, right? Because of John Wick writers, John Wick producer, whatever. But you it wasn't with the writers. Wick? What? It was like uh, was it the director? I can't I haven't remember. Seen no, John, John Wick. John Leguizamo. He stars in the first John. John yeah, Wick. He, he's in he's John Wick. The, but uh, let me let me find that article. It was Vulture. One moment. Was Chad Stahelski involved in Violent Night somehow? You guys, I don't know because he's like the director of the John Wick franchise and also the stunt coordinator because he's a stuntman. Which, by the way, like most of the cast of this movie was stuntmen and stunt women. What'd you say his name was? Uh, Chad Stahelski. No. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Um, um, it was uh, produced by John Wick co-director David Le- Leach. Oh, L-E-I-T-C-H. Okay. So there is some like John Wick. Kelly McCormick, that. Guy yeah. Daniela, Andy so, like, Martyr. 80% of this movie is Die Hard, 
Um, everything from the walkie-talkie connection to getting trapped in a house and yes. needing to figure your way out to like the healing yourself scene uh, to taking down the bad guys one by one. It's all there. Then like 10% of this is Home Alone with little girls setting the traps for the hapless boobs of uh, mercenaries. <laughs> and then 10% other where it's just like we're doing our thing. Yes. So now let's get off the fence. Off the fence. Do you think this movie sets the stage for more action Christmas movies? I hope so, but like we've already gotten a lot. Principally Die Hard. People forget that's a Christmas movie. I feel like that's like, I feel like 90% of people think it's a Christmas movie and 10 people are like, well. Um, actually, no, it's a, it's, a, it's a Christmas film. Like with this movie, Violent Night, it's a Christmas action movie. We have Santa in an action role. Yes, I like that it made creative use of the Christmas theme. There's a lot of um, movies out there that will basically waste their theme or just like not take a bit advantage of it. Um, and this, I felt like it did it pretty well. Yeah, there's probably some more ways that you can do it, but that's why you watch something like Krampus, where you have like haunted toys and gingerbread men like eating people <laughs> and things like that. Um, so maybe you could have done more to utilize the Christmas theme, but it did like enough. Like I would have wished that um, if I could make a Christmas list that uh, they would have made use more of Santa's uh, bag for him to like get some like yeah. supplies and yeah. equipment and stuff oh. like that. And to be fair, like he did do that a little bit and then they like burned his bag up so he can't keep using it. And it's like that would have been fine. But it's like how could he finish Christmas then, though? Without his bag he got or? a backup bag from uh can you, Mrs. Claus. can you link bags of holding? How does that work? I mean, if they leaked at the same place, I guess. Could it be a duffel bag Whoa. of holding? Oh. Multiple bags? Yeah. They have like backpack. a, they have a, a, what is it called? A haversack, which is like a backpack, backpack, but it's a bag of holding. And like each individual pocket is like a different pocket dimension. Oh, oh my God. My I want God. that. Yeah. Whoa. So many brain blasts today. <laughs> yeah. So do you think we're going to get a sequel are we going to get a Violent Night 2? And David Harbour's going to be like, ah, oh, shit, here we go again. I hope not. Just because of um, I'm tired of IPs and franchises. I just, this is all the movie it needed to be, and I'm happy with that. Um, they might want to do a sequel, make it like New Year's or something. I don't know, Boxing Day. But um, I just don't know like what they would do with it, you know? Save a different family. Yeah, Save but then it's like... Maybe it's like a serial killer. I don't know. But then you go down like the Home Alone route where it's like the same, same thing. thing, but lost in New York. <laughs> it's like, uh, and you end up with like Scream 6, Scream Takes Manhattan. It's like, oh. It's coming out. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to see him, David Harbour, um, like boxed into that role too. Do you think... Okay, so David Harbour said this. He wants a whole Violent Night universe. Oh. With like the Tooth Fairy, oh. the Easter Bunny, but they're all like beating mm. people up. Didn't they try that? With like. Guardians of Galaxy. <laughs> Arthur Christmas. Guardians of the. Guardians is- of the Holidays. I forgot what that was. I like that movie because it's Jack Frost and then Santa's yeah. got like all his tattoos. Wait, this is a real that- movie? Uh, what yeah. the Guardian, fuck? It has, Guardians? It has Guardians yeah, it's of the like, Galaxy. It's basically that idea. Like, you have a badass Santa. 
There's Jack Frost. There's the Tooth Fairy. There's Easter Bunny. All these like holiday mascots, and they're like all superheroes. Abraham Lincoln. Rise the of the Li- Guardians. Rise of the Guardians. Rise of the yeah. League of Extraordinary. So Gentlemen. yeah, Jack Frost Wait, is man. like the main guy, and there's Santa. Um, the two- isn't he like a twink? <laughs> Not he Santa, looks pretty but, but Jack Frost <laughs> is. And then there's like the Sandman, and then the Easter Bunny. I I enjoyed it. Yeah, that was I, fun. I had a fun time. Yeah. Oh my god! I know about that Guardian movie by Zack Snyder with the owls. The Guardians of Gahul. Yeah, it was actually a pretty good movie. That's a different movie. <laughs> it's a different movie, but it's actually pretty good. Oh god! I I feel like that might be fun, and then. Unless, I don't know, I feel like that would come to, like, eventually there's a council of the holidays. Like, that would feel <laughs> convoluted, but. Yeah. I don't know. Like I would Rick like them to make, when I come, when I think about bunnies, I want a bunicula, like, movie. Yeah. Let's have bunicula. Oh, my God. Are you unaware of bunicula? No, I can imagine. <laughs> I think of, like, uh, what was that? Monty Python and Holy Grail. Yeah. That bunny that, like, that, killed people. That's. Yeah, pretty much it. Okay. <laughs> um, why do you think that we desire these kinds of like dark twists on wholesome, familiar tales? Because it's funny. Yes. Because it's unexpected. That's where the humor comes from. Because you don't expect Santa to be like a Viking with like a war hammer. Yeah. Tatted up, killing people. Shotgunning beers. Shotgunning beers. <laughs> Sewing himself up and then using wrapping paper as band aid. Yeah, yeah. There's a boredom that comes with familiar familiarity with things, and I think yeah, when you can kind of do twists and turns, it creates a lot of conversation. And that's probably why we like things like that. Also, we grow up. We kind of lose that um, sparkle in our eye when we think about the world and the possibilities and all that. Yeah, we get kind of sad and cynical. And to to that extent, I like that the movie played with that, mm-hmm. where like even Santa himself is like, "Fuck this shit, fuck these kids, assholes," and then uh, you know, but he has some growth with that. He he's shown the the magic of Christmas once more with this little girl, so I like that. Yeah. Um, this is not like one to one, um, applicable. But have you seen that? Um, I think it's on Peacock. This uh, documentary called uh, I Love You, You Hate Me. No. Mm-mm. It's about uh, Barney. And that's on my list. Yes. It's about Barney. And not only like the history of Barney, the character and how he was produced and everything, but this kind of weird, like hyper violent backlash against Barney. And it explores like the different ways that that's come about. Like, um, I think there's a role playing game or something where it's called like the the Barney Jihad or the Jihad against Barney. And it's like hyper violent. And you're like, yeah, it like frames Barney as like this like evil villain that you have to take out. And um, between that and like a couple of other different media projects that have like this hyper violent um, fixation against Barney. It's this really weird phenomenon where you have this like wholesome children's character that in some ways almost kind of demands a like reaction against it. And the documentary kind of explores like why that is and what kind of like what psychologically is going on that something like that would happen and why Barney specifically. That's so interesting because I remember, yeah, we would sing like the Barney theme, but like twist the words as kids too. Like, yeah, it was very apparent. And, And then even saying like, 
well, we have the Winnie the Pooh horror thing coming up. But yeah. yeah, I wonder what that is. I, okay, I'm so invested yeah, that, in this now. <laughs> isn't that exactly what's going on with like um, with Violent Night? And not even like something like Fat Man. But I, I, I just wonder like what's going on where psychologically we have this desire to take like wholesome things that we're familiar with and put like a darker edge to them or like completely invert them. It could be a way with dealing with trauma that we're not realizing because it, it seems like a lot of these things. Well, I don't know exactly the jihad against Barney, but like with Violent <laughs> Night, if it comes back to this like new of like, you know, wholesomeness, maybe it's a way to explore, work through some trauma. I don't know. I mean, to your point, there is like a dark side of Christmas where yeah. um, it forces you to be together with family that maybe you're not on good terms or it brings out a lot of drama that throughout the rest of the year would normally go hidden yeah um so maybe it's an expression of that it's also right off the heels of thanksgiving which is like what um one of the most loneliest holidays has one of the most high suicide rates right yeah whoa so because it's a family holiday yeah yeah wow yeah and And what's sad it's darker times of year like we get really down now yeah and and it's a it's an easy juxtaposition i think because especially with like die hard um you have this horrible hostage situation taking place at a christmas work party <laughs> so it's like christmas this time that's this time that's supposed to be like familial and wholesome and it's tense about like everybody getting together um you have this like violent situation happening um yeah i guess that's kind of the ethos of die hard so it makes sense that violent night is basically doing the same thing yeah so so I guess my final question would be, would you recommend uh, Violent Night? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah? Um, I'm not saying it's like a great movie or it's going to like revolutionize cinema or anything, but does what it says on the tin. It's like, you want to see David Harbour hemming it up as, as Santa and just beating up dudes? That's what you're going to get. It's got a bit more going on than just that, but if you're intrigued at all by the idea of Die Hard meets Home Alone... Yeah, this is the movie for you. Do you think the movie would have done as well without the name behind it, David Harbour? Not likely. Because who else would you have? I mean, he's a he's a hot commodity in Hollywood yeah. right now. Yes. Um, so he's definitely drawing a lot of people to it. He's mm-hmm. the it man. Yeah. yeah. You could probably find like another actor or two that would do it. Um, but, but it wouldn't be the same. No. You know? Yeah, He he's... I hope this doesn't typecast him, but he's done well as like a kind of grouchy older dude with like a heart of gold. Yeah. And that comes through in this performance. So makes sense. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I'd recommend it. It's it's a good little spice to like the Christmas collection yeah. for movies. Because like you have like a lot of the, the standard, wholesome, family-friendly movies. It's like... You know, in addition to, like, Gremlins and Krampus, like, here's Violent Night. Mm. It's very approachable. It's it's a little edgy. It's edgy enough. Yeah. I'd recommend it. I don't know if it'll become, like, a Christmas classic. Might be a cult classic. Yeah. But it's a, it's a, it's a nice variety to add to the mix. Yes. So, Allie, would you watch this movie based on everything we just talked about? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to see it. I thought we were singing today. 
No, hmm. but um, I actually like struggle with Christmas movies because it's actually not my favorite holiday. Um, I just being with family, being around a lot of people is very overwhelming for me. So a lot of times I kind of avoid a lot of those, but I like David Harbour and it just it sounds really fun and I really respect and enjoy both viewers' perspectives. So definitely something I will go out and see myself. Sick. Awesome. Okay. We reached the end of the show. Aaron, do you want to promote anything? Where can people find you? Yeah. Um, I am one of the hosts and the producer for WSTR, Galactic Public Access, a Star Wars podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, just the other day was our sixth year anniversary. Holy crap. Yeah. So wow. We've been at it for a while. Thank you. We're about to hit 300 episodes. Um, trying to get it before the end of this year, but if not, early next year. Um, yeah, so you can find us at WSTR Media pretty much everywhere. Um, other than that, I'm just kind of doing my thing, having fun. Uh, we were we were gib-gabbing before the podcast. Um, I just played a playthrough of Knights of the Old Republic, the first one. Nice. For the first time in like 10 years, it was awesome. Nice. And then uh, gonna probably going to follow it up with KOTOR 2. Oh, my God. But yeah, that's just kind of my thing. And then like right after this podcast, I'm running a Star Wars game with Star Wars 5th Edition. It's going to nice. be fun. Very cool. Awesome. Everyone, go follow Aaron. Allie, do you want to be followed anywhere? Sure, I'll just talk a little bit. Um, I'm Allie. <laughs> um, not streaming as much, but I am active on Twitter. I like juice boxes. I'm hoping within the next year, actually like write, make some music. So that is my thing. So That's I'll big. eventually share that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very sweet. Awesome. So, Aaron, Allie, thank you so much for being on the 100th episode of WSDR. This was great. <laughs> I'm glad it aligned with the Christmas episode. I always enjoy these. 100th episode of WSTR? No, Syndicate. You said WSTR. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> the monkey. Oh, my God. The, monkey. the monkey's taking over. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the 100th episode of Syndicate. It's been great. I Oh, I didn't even realize. Yeah. I'm so giddy right now. <laughs> I'm so sorry I let you down. <laughs> let me down. This was a great conversation. I learned about kfc daddy <laughs> david harbour daddy granddaddy so, so many, many daddies, daddies. <laughs> hey <laughs> it's a daddy podcast yeah oh my god all right so let's end this merry christmas everybody happy merry holidays. christmas happy holidays and happy new year see you all in the new year 2023 so let's end this all right goodbye to all a good night have yourself a merry little Christmas Make the Yuletide gay Make the Yuletide gay From now on our troubles will be miles away Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. 
flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 